a little wider. Prince Ball back for Marshall. The footwork, the footwork. Benji Marshall. Now the speed. The footwork again. Away from Peachy. Passes without looking. Away for Richard. Back to Fitz Henry. That is as good as you will see. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Supercoach Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Uh, fresh off a pretty good week, actually. I went up 10,000 spots, uh, 12.94 this week, my biggest score of the year. So I think uh paid off making some pretty uh, big trades. Made three trades last week. Brought in McInnes, uh, which is pretty good, handy for me. Um, and also brought in um, IPAP, who wasn't overly great, but I think I might have broken him as well like I did with Grant. So uh, <laughs> uh, before we get to the panel, I just want to make a little announcement. Um you probably said on Facebook that we've actually now joined on TikTok. So uh, with that, the whole the whole idea of TikTok, I guess, is really to do a release a video before every game and you know, just when the final teams hit and we'll just do a bit of a, maybe even get a dance later on. I might even do a dance. Um, we'll see how much likes I get. If I Maybe in the comment section, see if I can do a little dance for everyone. I don't know. I might have to do some practice though. Might limber up. I'm getting too old. So... Yeah, but feel free to jump on there, guys. Search for SC Tragics on TikTok, and yeah, yeah, you'll get um, yeah, some good information, some insights into the game ahead. So, all right, let's uh, get to the panel. So, uh, Glenn, mate, welcome back. How was your week? Yeah, good, mate. Had a good week this week. Uh, one thousand one hundred seventy-one. I captain IPAP, so that kind of hurt a little bit. Went up one thousand eight hundred ranks, so up to ten k. Very nice. Yeah, slowly moving up the chain. Oh, mate, that sounds good, mate. Uh, and Timmy O, welcome back, mate. Um, how'd you go this week, mate? Yeah, boys, thanks for having me. Uh, not too bad, not, not nothing too flash, but nothing too uh, too ugly. 1,110 mm-hmm. um, was, uh, I'd love to say, rookie error, but you can only say that for so many years. Uh, I missed lockout on Friday night, so played Harry Grant. Um, after stuffing around <laughs> the team all day, the Payne Haas news came out. Weren't quite sure whether Payne Haas was going to play or not going to play. And uh, I just had family stuff on late in the afternoon. So, yeah, unfortunately, I, um, I missed all the late stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah. so, anyway, it's my own silly fault. i got no one to blame but myself. And, uh, <laughs> and, we, and we play on. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll make you feel a bit at ease here, actually. I did notice a lot of people in my head-to-head actually left the Harry Grant on as well. So, um, I know we tried to notify everyone as much as we possibly can, but not everyone gets the news. So, um, there was a lot of people that I saw that actually played Harry Grant. So, unfortunate. The, the, worst, the worst part was I knew full well, that, but just the when you go through your trades all the week and you go through all your different permutations of it and you press that reverse trade 10,000 times and, yeah, just got stuck with stuff in the afternoon and, and forgot to change my team back because it obviously changes. You set your team up, but it obviously just keeps changing everything back every time you push that reverse trade button. You know, I have a habit of doing that myself, actually. I run the gauntlet a fair bit where I make me trades and then I change me trades and then I make them again and then I forget where I've done and then I do it all the time and I need to try to yeah, pull, um, hold back, I reckon, and then that's a lesson for everyone. Hold back, maybe uh, come up with a few ideas and make sure you have it. I, I actually set my alarm before every game. I have an alarm that says trade in this person right before the game just- or whatever. Yeah. I was just going to suggest the same thing. I, I need to change. I've got a million alarms on my phone. There's just one other that I need to add a link. Maybe an alarm <laughs> that goes off half an hour before kickoff every night. That's it. Can I just say too, to people out there, if you are new to Supercoach, one of the things that I always do in Supercoach, one is around Tuesday or Wednesday, I set up my side with all the people that are playing in game one and game two on the field. I set an alarm 
that goes an hour before because, I mean, I'm always checking for the teams anyway, so I kind of know what's going on there. But um, as each game plays, I bring my players on the field so that they're always on the field. So I don't get myself in a position where I have one that's playing late, you know, and I've got him on the field and I can't move him to the bench and play someone else. So it's just, it's only little and it might only help you once or twice through the year, but it, it will pay off. Yeah, it does help to do a game-by-game kind of setup as yeah. well. So you, that way, if you do miss it for whatever reason, like we all know family things happen, um, it will help to actually have that first two games all sorted for you so you don't have to worry about it. And family so, does not come before Supercoach, so if you got that excuse, I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Depends how many kids you got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, let's go straight into Market Watch, guys. So... Uh, Start with you, Glenn. Number one, traded in on the list. Can't argue with this, mate. Angus Crichton. <laughs> yeah, mate. I mean, he's a proven gun, isn't he? he? Not only is he someone that you can play this round, but you can hold for the rest of the season. So not much to argue with, Gus. And, I, and on top of that, I think the fact that he's been left out, he might want to make a statement. Yeah, and the other thing I noticed there is not just him personally, but the Roosters are looking on the up as well. So we all knew it was going to happen eventually. The Roosters are going to start clicking eventually because they do have a quality side. Um, they just weren't playing really well together. But now it seems like they're working. Seems like he's got, got that spot set in stone now because at the start of the year, we weren't sure with Butcher getting moved around. So I feel like that spot's now his and his back. I think it may be a fitness issue or something that was at the start of the yeah. year. But either way, he's looking good now. He's on the up and up. So I really like this trade. Um, but- I'm not- I think also the fact that he's gone back to the left. Um, Tupanil was on the left for most of the, the early parts of the season, and it's only in the last three weeks, I think, that Angus has gone from right to left, and they've put Tupanil out on the right or pushed him left right out. So um, that mm. definitely makes a difference. It seems to make it for a happier Gus. Yeah, and no, I think it was throwing a few offloads last week as well, which was pretty good. So I was actually really enjoying watching that, watching the Angus of old. All right, Timmy, next on the list, mate, number two traded in, uh, Joey Manu. What are your thoughts on this one, mate? I love it. Yeah, mate, absolutely. I brought him in last week. I actually went Teddy to Manu um, and banked 150K, so I could use that this week with uh, with my trade. So a bit of planning was involved. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't quite go to plan in that Teddy still somehow managed to punch out the best part of 150 and got his BE. Uh, I thought, yep, he can have 100, but I wasn't expecting 150 or 144, whatever it was in the end. But, yeah, no, absolutely no-brainer. Um, bring him in. He's a definite captain option this week. Uh, anyone that's played Supercoach or watched the NRL for a while should know by now that when Teddy's not there, Manu gets a fullback spot and he just carves up. How another club hasn't picked him up to play fullback before now, I've got no idea, or thrown stupid amounts of money at him. But I guess at the end of the day, he's pretty safe playing for the Roosters in a, in a ceiling club and can play there all year and gets his go in the spotlight when Teddy's not there. And outside of that, he plays in the centers and does his thing and plays finals footy every year. Mm. I, I think um, I, even, even this year in the centers, he's actually proven a lot better as well. I think, I think the key with Manu is when he gets his hand on the ball, as you know, when he plays five, eight or he plays fullback, when he gets his hand on the ball, he takes charge. And even in the centers this year, he's getting his hand on the ball a lot more. So I think he's actually starting to look a lot better, even in the centres. But at fullback, it's no brainer. Um, I really love this trade, and um, the only issue I can see moving forward is that draw. He has a pretty tough draw after the buy round. Um, but I still think um, there could be a resting for Teddy. You never know; it could be a heavy game there, and um, he might even get another game at fullback, which would be really good for him as well. So, all right, uh, number three on the list is an unusual one, guys. Uh, Joe Tarpany. Um, I don't know if I hate this, Glenn. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a luxury trade if you're bringing him in. I think Hass and, and IPAP are going to be our keepers there. I, I don't know. You know, if you're bringing him in and you're planning on keeping him for the season, great. Um, he will start this round, which, you know, so for this round, he'll do well. I just think that if you are holding him, uh, buying him and then trading him back out again, I don't like it. Yeah, I think if you if you've got enough trades to do that, then you're doing better than me. But um, and I I feel like I've got a lot of I've got 20 trades left after this round, so I feel like I've got a lot of trades. And even I don't want to waste a trade on that. But I do I do like this. Um, Tarpany has been showing a lot of actually, a lot of uh, work ethic as well. His minutes seem to be very consistent for what the Raiders are showing. They normally just throw minutes around everywhere, but his minutes seem to be around the 50 mark every single week. Um, and he's looking good. I really like him. But you know, yeah, I think you got hit the money there when it said uh, it's definitely a luxury trade. All right. Next on the list, speaking of luxury trades, uh, Appy Coruscant. Uh Timmy, what are your thoughts on Appy, mate? Yeah, look, I can understand why people are doing it. You can go grant to Appy and bank some cash for other trades. Um, you can go the other way. Mate, a lot of us have got Randall still, and uh, I think it's about... Uh, what is it, 130K or just under 130K to go from Randall up to Appy? Look, uh, I honestly looked at it earlier on in the week um, as a possible third trade option. I think I'm probably just going to use the two, but it is something that I have looked at. Um, so, yeah, look, I can understand why people are doing it. it. Maybe it's a luxury trade, but it is the third best hooker. So if you don't want to go Cook um, and want to run Grant and Appy at the end, Maybe you could use Appy. He's got a low BE. He could be a stepping stone to get back up to Cook. So you could sort of go Randall 120K, 130K to get to Appy. And then maybe in another six or eight rounds, you should be able to go Appy up to Cook and go from there. Yeah, um, well, on the subject of um, Appy, um, I'll, I'll bring this up here. If you had a choice, because the next guy I'm going to ask about isn't actually on this list. Would you have had a choice between Robson or Appy? Who would you go? I would Me, go Appy. Uh, I'd, I'd go happy as well myself. Mm. I, I think it's 50-50, but I think that um, I know, I know, the, the only reason I'm saying that is because there's been some more consistency through Robson. With Appy, he's up and down quite a lot. Um, but in saying that, very much like Manu, he steps up when the, when the halves aren't there. So he could get a much bigger score as well with the, the halves there. But yeah, just and a thought. Over history, he's certainly gotten a lot more involved over this time of the year. Mm. Um, but also, he's on the... He's in the squad with New South Wales again this year still, isn't he? Yeah, outside the 18. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's still there. He'll be in and around the group. He's going to be buzzing from that. I'm sure he'll bring that back to club footy and, um, and yeah, use that bit of leadership that he gets as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next on the list is a guy that I believe should be a bit higher than the last two we just spoke about. That's Ruben Garrick. Glenn, thoughts on Garrick, mate? I like Garrick better than I do Manu. Yeah, okay. Got the, got the kicking. That's always a bonus. Yeah, he's a goal kicker, and I think that Garrick's a keeper. I don't. Uh, I don't think Manu is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I reckon that uh, definitely. Uh, if you're going for quick points and you want to uh, probably trade out, I, I'd trade out Manu. I wouldn't hold him for the rest of the season. No. And especially the way I'm planning, my plan is to build my team up from round 17, especially building players from round 21 to 24 in that finals period for head to head. And Garrick has a really good run there. Um, so I, I, I definitely pick Garrick over Manu myself personally, but I can still see where people are going with Manu as well because Manu has that 140 in him um, when he's playing fullback. So I can see there, but I, I think for a long-term play, I think I agree with you. I think Garrick's the play. See, I look at it the other way. Uh, just going off current stats, so Manu is currently the second highest scoring uh, centre wing and he's the fourth highest fullback. 
So worst case scenario, when you're running out of trades later on in the season, if we have an injury to Teddy, go down with two rounds to go or something like that, you can move Manu down to fullback and then bring in an, another centre wing. So I, I like the flexibility there. I know they're both centre wing duels, uh, centre wing dual fullbacks, but I, I don't know. I think the fact that we're halfway through the season and Manu's already got the runs on the board, uh, second in centre wing and fourth in fullbacks, I, I don't know. I... I looked at them both last week and went, no, I'm going Jeremy Manu, absolutely. I, I sort of pushed Garrick away really quickly. But again, it's it's each for their own. There's a few from this buy round that people are going to want to hold. Targo, mm-hmm. May, Aiken. I argue Manu is not one of them. But, I mean, that's the beauty of it. We all have different perspectives. I, I don't like Manu as a, as a keeper. I think anyone that gets Manu will sell him um, based on round 17 and going forward. Um but, yeah, I, he's two rocks and diamonds for me, Manu. I do yeah. agree he'll score good this round. Yeah. I don't think he will continue to do that. Yeah, I, I believe he's actually uh, a pretty going to be a very high captain choice this week. Um, yeah. I think it, and uh, I, I have read on a, listened on a few other podcasts today, and um, they're talking about – this is – I know I changed the subject a little bit. Um, obviously, we get a free loop this week. So – the guys are talking about what would be an ideal number for a loop. Uh, so what, what kind of score would you look at? And there are a lot of them are saying 75, 80, which is fine. I do like that. However, if you've got Manu uh, playing a bit later, Manu can always literally chuck up a 140. And I, I don't see him chucking up very little scores. Mm. So I, I'd actually want to take a bit higher than 80. Um, because I, if I, in saying that, I don't have Manu personally. And I'm not getting him. I'm not trading this week. But if you had Manu there, I would set the bar for your vice captain a lot higher than 80 um, because I think there could be a big score there coming from Manu. That's just my thoughts anyway. All right, guys. Next on the list, uh, unusual one, Dylan Edwards. Playing some pretty good footy at Penrith there. Um, I'm not sure if he's the guy that I trade in. I think it's a two-trader, trade-in, trade-out. Um, but he's averaging about 60 for the year. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Glenn? I think if you've got a lot of trade, sure, do it. But I think... I mean, Garrick, Manu, Drinkwater, there's a lot of options at fullback, isn't there? And then people are holding on to players like Tedesco and, you know, so Hines. So you don't have a lot of room for movement. I, I, I don't know. I think people are, don't understand that you don't need to get as many numbers as you think you do. Uh, as you know, that Adam Drusey put out a stat this week that uh, the top 20,000 coaches have, was it 8.5? Yeah. Uh, average of 8.5 in their side. And with trades, it could go up as high as 10.5. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think that's a crazy trade. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, mean, I, I love Edwards um, as a Panthers fan. I think he's the perfect fullback we need for our club. But, yeah, super coach wise he might throw a 90 here, a 50 there, a 60 there. He's not really... Um... And, and the other thing as well, I'm not sure how well he's going to play without the service from the halves as well. Yeah. Um, I think with Appy, he takes a bit more leadership and he ends up getting a bit better. But with Dylan Woods, I don't think he's going to actually have that service that he needs. And I don't see him scoring as well without Cleary and uh, Luai there. So These are two really good halves, just by the way, as you know, as a Penrith supporter. Yeah. Falls and SOS, in my opinion, are very good halves. And I think that they will put on a fairly good score. But I mean, as we've been talking about Garrick and Manu, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer Manu if I was going to do it other than Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I totally agree. <laughs> and I, know I do agree that like the halves that we've got coming in with Falls and, and Souls, they are good, but they, have a, um, they haven't been training with the team full time. Like They haven't been running the drills. 
uh, as much as they have with Cleary and Luai. So there could be a slightly different game plan, uh, game plan change as well. The, the biggest so. loss for your side, in my opinion, is Yo. Oh, yeah, definitely. The work he does is so underrated. And even like even the year where he stepped out as a super coach prospect, he was before that, he no one ever wanted him. He was getting like 80 minutes a game and he was only scoring 30, 40. And he was only a second row. He wasn't a jewel back then. And then as soon as he got given jewel, he went nuts. But even before he went nuts in Supercoach, I always rated him as a player. The work he does with that ball playing skills is so good. His defense is solid as hell. And that's why he deserves that origin spot. Number one pick for sure in that team. All right, we'll stop talking about my uh, glorious Panthers. We'll move <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, next one, number seven, traded in this week, uh, Timmy Nat Butcher. Um, showing, some, showing some pretty good signs uh, with the Roosters last couple of weeks. Would you be bringing him in? Yeah, mate, he's definitely on my bring-in list at this stage, um, along with Angus, and that's probably the only two that I'm making at this stage. But, yeah, look, he's, he's getting more solid minutes now. His role seems to be more determined or defined, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's starting at lock this week, and, yeah, we'll see whether he stays there for the, the 80 minutes or goes close to it. But, yeah, look, it, he's cheap still. He's got a fairly low BE. I, I think it's a pretty easy one when, you, when you're looking at it and crunching the numbers. So, yeah, he's also somebody that I think you could hold as an 18th, 19th, 20th man through to the end of the season with the numbers that he's punching out at the moment. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the only concern there with holding through, I think, is actually uh, with Radley coming back what, in six more weeks now, I think, as well. That might actually affect him um, and put him to the bench or um, and not give him as many minutes. In saying that, if he does go put back to the bench, he probably still averages 40 from the bench anyway with points. So it's not the worst thing in the world, but I don't think he's keeping material when Radley's back. That's my only fear. And if you can't afford to get Gus, don't bust your side, get Butcher. He's yeah, totally, yeah. you know. So that's just for those that are thinking, oh, I can't get Gus, Butcher is a great um, second option to that. And not, only, not only that as well, with Butcher, he's low breaker. He was going to make some cash and help you yeah. get to Gus as well. So mm-hmm. um, when, when Radley's back, bang, get, to, get Gus in after Origin. I know uh, after, after in round 18, I guess. Yeah. All right. Next one's a little bit of a head scratcher. Um, Ezra Mam, number eight, traded in. I feel like the only reason they're trading Ezra Mam in is to build that cash up so they can afford those guns. So people are trading out, say, someone like maybe a Stags, bringing in Ezra Mam, and then they're building up that cash so they can get the Garrick and the Manu. Um, but this is a risky one. First of all, if he doesn't maintain his spot with Gamble there, which I really think he should, I don't think he will. Uh, I think Gamble's not playing bad enough to lose that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that Timmy will have some insights into that as well. I think I'm, I'm really enjoying watching Ezra play, but and I'm really an, annoyed at how adequate and how decent the Gamble's playing. He's not doing any. He's not doing a bad job, unfortunately. So, so your thoughts on that one, Glenn? Uh, no, I wouldn't be doing it, mate. Job security is too low for mine, and I, I even if. I don't see a scenario where they play Adam Reynolds and him together. I think they're too like each other. But, I mean, I, I agree with everyone. I, I like Ezra Mann. I said at the beginning of the season, and I'll keep saying it, he is an incredibly good player. But he yeah. won't, you know, the job security for me is not good. But, look, if you buy him and he does get that job security, well done. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's a risky one. But I, I, I even question whether he'll play next, next round. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing with with Ezra. You can hold off, and you could look at like wait for team list yeah. for next week, and see what happens. And if Ara is back and he's still there, then great, like, that's a good sign. But um, for those that are getting Ezra in to free up cash, um, I get the concept, but you're probably better off going someone like a, a Falls 
because he's in the halves there. He's only half only. If you get uh, falls from Penrith, he's that guy that's going to play you one game and then disappear and be that enough for the rest of the season. I don't think round 13 is the round to do that. I think round 17 is the round to do that. However, if you're trying to build that cash up, you're probably better off getting that one more player for the week. Can I just comment to that? Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I really That's don't. not really a comment. That's more of a suggestion. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, the, the halfback position is a prime position. And most people are going to want to have Cleary and Hines there. If you go ringing in Falls and even Ezra Mann, you're going to find yourself really challenged to get up to those players. So I think I, I understand why people are getting Ezra Mann. I think people have got Taff and they're panicking and they're probably thinking, oh, shit, you know, I need to get him down to someone or they need that cash to buy someone else. But I'd really revisit it. I just, you really want to be in a position where you can have Tedesco, Pappenhausen down the bottom, Hines and Cleary or DCE up the top. And so if, if you leave yourself short in that position, you might find yourself unable to uh, amend that later up down the track. I, I, I'm not saying don't like, that's my opinion. It doesn't mean I'm right or wrong, but I like to argue and that's my no, it's, 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 it's a totally like the only reason I'm saying this is because people obviously haven't got that stacked half at the moment if they're bringing in Ezra. So they have like a Taff or an Ilias that they want to get rid of. Um, and they, if they can't use, like, if they can't get a, a, would you prefer to get enough, say, in the front row and then buy? Yeah, I think that's probably the best option. Go yeah. enough, a, a dual enough in the second row or front row. Front and then, row. yeah, yeah, front row. And then um, make sure they're dual, obviously, if yeah. you can. And then that way you can turn your Taff or your Ilias into like a, a, a Walker or a Munster later on as well. It's probably the best option. Can I just say what I don't mind, and I think if anyone wants a serious pod play this round, is Sean O'Sullivan. I don't mind. And I'll tell you why. I think having him in that position enables you to have the backup for Cleary. So if Cleary is out, you've got Sean O'Sullivan, who's pretty much giving you safety and money, and I believe a good player, up to 17, who you then can up, sell to um someone you know that you want in that round yeah without much of sort of so that's the only problem i'm thinking of well he is a bit more but at my point to that is that he's at a price point where you can still look at buying up to a gun whereas if you're buying an mm. ezra man or a falls i really fear for people whereas you know there was another one like salmon if he had got named i wouldn't have minded salmon because you could have bought salmon at 5a and then moved him to center wing and still sold a centre wing and bought someone like a Brown. But Falls is only a, a um, halfback. And, yeah, and Ezra Mann's only half two, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ezra's uh, dual. He's 5'8 halfback. Well, so. okay, I All like right. that better. Yeah. You know, that at least there's some flexibility there for that. Yeah, no, fair enough. Can I, can I just add, boys, that what people aren't thinking about is even for next week's numbers, they're totally relying on Adam Reynolds not playing, and that's about the only way that Ezra Mam gets into the squad. I love the bloke. I think he's fantastic. He's the future of the club, and I think the Broncos need to throw some money at him and find a way to get him on the field somewhere. Um, but at the moment, the way things are going, we've got Billy Walters uh, either starting at nine and then Pakes coming off the bench, and then those two boys swatch, swap over. Billy stays on for a little while as well at times. There's no I, – I can't see the Broncos having two forwards on the bench running Billy Walters or Pakes and then Ezra Mam as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's just not going to work. So Sorry. It's important also for us to, all of us, to be talking about next week because there is the very real scenario that Ezra Mann doesn't start next week and Cleary doesn't start next week. 
And yeah. what happens if you find yourself in the position where, oh, God is a man, he doesn't start, clearly gets rested, and all of a sudden you don't have a halfback hmm. uh, in a round where people will have numbers. This round, it's not so bad to be short on numbers. Next, it's between 14 to 17 that you really want to have, make sure you're covered. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. So I've personally given up uh, round 13 as a head to head player, but I really yeah. am scared of the 14 onwards because I believe that, um, yeah, those, they're the ones that people actually don't consider as much. So, and we're going to get more into that a bit after this market watch as well. We're going to talk about those plans as well, which is going to be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, enough about Ezra. Let's talk about uh, number nine traded in, and I like this one. And that's uh, Olakwatu. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. He didn't do crazy amounts of work last week, but it showed in his Supercoach score. Tim? Yeah, mate. I've, I've got only positive stuff to say about him. I've had him since the start of the season. And, um, yeah, he was one of the first guys I brought in, actually. He, just from his attacking style of footy that he likes to play, he seems to get the ball a lot close to the line for the crash plays as well. Um, mm. But, yeah, look, I, I think he's a great boy. Um, and bringing him in at the start of the season, one I was certainly on this buy as well. Yeah, I think um, only I'm concerned about because I got him as well, and I'm I'm probably going to keep him for the rest of the season. The only I'm concerned about this week is um is uh, Schuster in the halves. There, does that affect him? I know Cherry Evans has been giving him some good service, especially with Turbo out. He's been giving him a lot of good service there instead of going around the back to Turbo. Um, I think Schuster, and I think we'll all agree with this, he's still very unfit, and I think he's going to probably do more passing than running if he's going to play the whole eighty. Um, so I'm hoping that it works out pretty good and there might be some gameplay there um, instead of some running stats. And I'm hoping that Ola Kowati does a has a pretty good score this week. I'm actually going to captain him. Um, not that I really matter. I've only got six players, but <laughs> I'll captain him anyway and try and get 200 out of that. So, all right. Last on the list, um, and this one here, it, um, I'd be keeping an eye on the um, team list, guys, but Jason Tomalolo, um, he has been named... Um, but uh, there are obviously some lingers there from that uh, uh, sprain, minor sprain he had last week. So just keep an eye on team list there. You may have to reverse that trade. Um, I don't see him being a keeper. Um, so I wouldn't be trading him in personally. Um, in saying that, if he is fully fit 100% without Cotter there, I actually like it. Um, Glenn, your thoughts, mate? I wouldn't be buying him. Uh, he's got a huge break even. His minutes have been fluctuating up and down. I started the season with him and there's reports that he could be out. And if we looked at NRL.com now, you probably know we should have had that information um, at eight o'clock if, if he's been dropped out of that, at least that that side. But um, look, I just want to go back to Ola Kawada. The upside to buying him, even if he doesn't score huge this round, which I think he will, uh, is he's a keeper. You know what I mean? In my opinion, he's a keeper. Lolo's not. I, I would caution anybody who's thinking about buying Lolo, just don't do it. Uh, I own him, and it might sound crazy for me to say as an owner not to do it, but it, you're going to lose more money, and and I, you know, I I think you're just going to end up moving him on. Yeah, and there's there's so many, especially I know there's obviously if you're going to buy him, and I, I still don't agree with buying him, but if you are, front row is the only spot to do it. There's so many good options in the second row for this week that are keepers. And we'll go through them later, but this, like I'll just touch them now. Tohu, Angus, then you've got Ola Kawati. There's so many good options there um, that I just reckon are way better than Lolo. The only, like I said, the only justification would be to have him in the front row. And even then, I still reckon there's better options out there. Yeah. The only other thing I would say is, as far as strategic play goes, that Lolo, um, I see it being not that dissimilar to um, to Joe Tappanay. 
in that, look, they've got the, the second row, front row forward duel. If you're running them with IPAP as well, if there's an injury and you're low on trades and you can move those guys around between the two positions, that's always helpful come the end of the season. So, mm-hmm. look, it's um, that's a strategic play. But as far as looking for guys with higher ceilings, um, yeah, you, you, you're better off running just Haas and, and IPAP in the in the front row, maybe save a trade to, to make one later on in the season if you need to. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't be wasting two trades on um, on Lolo. And, and I see Tapané being very similar as well. It's always hard with Ricky Stewart. He, he does seem to move his forwards around a lot. He's, you, you can throw a cast net down there and catch bloody 10 front row, second row forwards down at the Raiders. So uh, all it really takes is a couple of bad games and then one of those guys is going to drop out of the side or drop back to the bench and lose minutes and things like that. So for me, it's uh, Ricky's just a bit too loose. I know Tapané's minutes have been much better lately, but you've only got to go five or six weeks ago and they were pretty average. So, yeah, it's um, both of those plays are, are not for me for, for that reason. But if you need dual flexibility, then sure. If that's like your choice, if that was your choice to have either one of those, Tarpane is the choice that I'd pick. I'd pick neither as well. I do agree. But I still prefer Tarpane over um, Tom Lolo. Yeah, Especially with that, if, if he's just bungs his knee a little bit in the first 10 minutes, another 12 points, He's gone. And you know what I mean? So I think um yeah, I didn't play the safer option and go Tarpany if they're your two choices. Otherwise I prefer we find someone maybe more of a keeper that maybe not playing this week or even hold the trade. Keep in mind there is about eighty K difference between the two as well though. Mm, yeah. If money is the issue. But then again, like I'd be saving the trade on Tomalo though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so if yeah, so here's the, the three choices Tarpany, Lolo. No trade. I'm picking no trade every week. So. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would do too. All good. All right, guys, let's move quickly. We'll brush over the, the trade-outs for the week. Number one, no surprises. You'll go to you, Glenn. Blake Taft, time to go. Yeah, I'm selling Taft this round to Brown. I will talk a little bit later about how we're working our strategies. I'm not actually, I'm trading only one in for this round, and mm. I'm looking at ahead. But, yeah, uh, yeah Taft's got to go. Yeah. Well, speaking of looking ahead, uh, Timmy, Josh King, um, he's doing a job. He, he's number two on the trade out list. Has he done his job already, or would you hold for 17? I guess he's another player. He's, he's got the dual flexibility. So, again, it's a handy thing to have. Um, if he's your biggest problem, I'd probably, lucky you, I'd be holding him. I, I haven't had him all season, and he's one of those ones that, that got away, unfortunately. Um, I went with Max King when he was a bit cheaper at the start of the season, and a lot of others jumped on Josh. So, yeah, look, I guess I can understand why people are trading him because he's he's got the cash there. You can use the trade to go to Angus or someone like that. But, yeah, look, I, I it's not as if his numbers have been ugly. He's not pumping out 30s. Um, so, look, it's a luxury trade for me. I think if you've, uh, if you've got trades in hand, sure. But if you're running low on trades, I think you could do worse than holding on to him. Yeah, well, if you do trade him out, um, you can go either way. But if you do trade him out, I reckon you need to be trading him to someone like an Angus or a Tohu or an Olakwatu. Yeah. Um, make make sure that the, the money he's made for you at the start of the season, make sure you spend it wisely and get someone good you're going to keep the rest of the year. Yeah. All right, Glenn, next one on the list, mate. Number three traded out, Lachlan Ilias. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, hasn't been really doing too much, has he? No, he hasn't. But if you are trading him out, I'd really consider as to who. If you're not going towards a keeper, then it's not a rush job. Like he's a, he's a number for 17. He's not only a number for 17, he's a number as a backup to Cleary or depending on where you've got him, 5'8", going through, going forward. He, he, look, he, 
he hasn't been going well super coach wise. He's been playing some good football, but uh, look, Tafe and Ilias, they're both they've made their money and they're time to move on. Just make sure you do it wisely as to where you go. Yeah, I think that's 100% right. I think, like we touched on earlier, that the halves are, and fullback spot is very pivotal right now. I think the only way to go with him is to try to go up. You uh, need to get yeah. those big scoring points there. If you can't afford to go up, you need to find a way to. Even if you can't do it this week, look, look at next week, I reckon. You need to start, looking at, um, start banking some cash out with a few trades. All right, number four on the list. Uh, no argument to you. Kelmar Tuolangi. Uh, always talk about Kelmar. Starting from the bench now. Scoring 22 points a week. Um, uh, Timmy, um, I don't think we need to talk about this too much. No, mate. I, I sold him about a month ago and it, I tried for about six weeks before that to get rid of him and just couldn't. But it was, um, yeah, I was shaking my hands together, rubbing my hands together when I finally did. It was just one less headache to get rid of. <laughs> oh, I was, my plan was to trade him last week and I didn't. Um, so I know now you made comments a while ago how you've been trying to get rid of him for so long and you just couldn't do it. I'm, I'm where you are now. That's how far behind I am, mate. <laughs> so I'm literally trying to get rid of him. But last week, I made the conscious decision to actually trade three of guns out that um, aren't going to play as a tactical decision and bring in three guns. And that was my... And it worked for me for that week for points. And I reckon it's worked for me moving forward. And unfortunately, I'm stuck with this guy. But hopefully, uh, I can get rid of him very soon. Um, here we go. Glenn, we've got a good one here, mate. This one's a bit of... A, 50-50 call, but I, I already traded him out, and that's Harry Grant. What are your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, he's got a high break even. Um, he's got a groin injury at the moment. He's about to play Origin. I think he'll play reduced minutes over the duration of the um, Origin period. So I think he is a trade out because I think he'll lose probably 150, 200K, possibly. Uh, I traded him last week myself. And I've got, I had Cook and Grant. I've kept Cook, and I've got Brandon Smith. I actually would have preferred Apai Coruscant, but I couldn't afford to get to that and because I got Maddo as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't mind this trade, but I don't mind holding either. So, yeah. you know, it's it's much and much. If you don't have a lot of trades and you can't afford to go out because you want him back, you will want Grant. Oh, no doubt, yeah. Yeah, so if you can't see a scenario where you can get him back, don't do it. And that's exactly because I, I sold him last week too and um, I sold him to a number 17 player. And that was McInnes. Um, so I, I yeah. thought that was a really good number to have then that's interchangeable with Cotter. And I also had a set plan on how to get him back. Um, that's the only way you should be able to trade. If you can't get him back and you have no plan to get him back, if you're trading him down to say, I oh, know it's stupid, but if you trade him down to say a Starling, um, I know it's a very stupid call, but how are you going to get him back from Starling? So mm-hmm. it's impossible. So I went to McInnes, who's on the up at the moment with Tanukin out and get some more minutes and actually get some good scores. And then I can easily go McInnes with a bit extra cash and get Grant back in after Origin. So make sure you have a plan, guys. All right. Next on the list, uh, man, yeah, uh, this one's a no-brainer. I think he's gone for probably six weeks now. And that's Billy uh, uh, Valia um, from the Warriors. He, um, yeah, broken jaw surgery. That surprised everyone. He played the second half with a broken jaw. Uh, I know they make him tough over in New Zealand, mate, but bloody hell. Timmy? Yeah, look, I'm an owner and I was gutted because I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd been keeping him and watching him tick up each week and he's been scoring tries and, and doing great things for the Warriors. So, yeah, I, I was pretty shattered. Look, he's um, I brought this up in our chat group and in one of the other chat groups earlier today as to whether or not he's a, he's a sell. 
the hard part is he's got that low break even. He's only got to step back on the field and he makes a crap ton of money. Um, he's going to have a low break even for another two weeks after that. So as soon as he gets back, it's it's always tough. We haven't really heard the full details of the break and, and how long that he's guaranteed to be out for. So it's all sort of a bit hearsay mm-hmm. at the moment, I guess. I mean, a broken jaw is a broken jaw as far as I know. They're both connected in the same spot, both sides. So... It's um, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to trade him or or hold on to him. Um, but he sort of he wasn't the main one that I was looking at this week to drop anyway. So yeah, luxury trades again. That's it. Well, um, uh, the the post that uh, NRL Physio put up and shout out to NRL Physio. He does some good work out there. Was um, obviously very educated um, um, post where there was no information. The, the the team was giving out no information how long it was going to be. But he said usual recovery time is around the six week mark. So that's what that's obviously not one hundred percent accurate. But I do trust uh, NRL Physio. He's pretty good at these things. Absolutely. All right, uh, here we go. Another one on the list. Who I think is also a no brainer here is uh, Burbo. People brought him in for this round, and they're yeah, still injured. Glenn. Yeah, I don't think the next four need long discussion, to be honest. They're all cells, Burbo, Tabita Pango Jr., Randall and Arrow. Like, I will I will, I will halt you there on Arrow. Um, I was always going to sell Arrow um, this week. Now he's not playing Origin. Um, I'm holding for a little bit longer to see what happens to that round 17 number. And that's purely because you know what I'm doing with 17. So um, he's still in the side as 18th man, which yeah, means so he's keep still an not going to be available to play. He, he will play um, 14 and onwards. But, I yeah. mean, he, he it, this is the round you wanted him for, in my opinion. The front rows, IPAP and Hash, you know, Arrow is dual. I mean, yeah, that, that's the one we could argue back and forth on, and, and I don't... Well, think, we didn't want him for this round because he wasn't playing anyway. It's a buy round this week. So, the, re- the round that I wanted yeah, him for right, round 17, 17 yeah. yeah. So, I, I, this is why I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to sell. Obviously, I'm very happy to sell. He's not, doing the, not showing me the world right now. However... If he, we're going to keep an eye on the first Origin game, see if he remains the 18th man. And if he does, then I'm happy to sell. But I, this, I have this knowledge now of what I can do with him later on. If he doesn't make 18th man, and I can say, you know what, he might be a, a nice warm body to have in 17. I might just keep him a bit longer. Yeah, I mean, and that, there's an argument for that. I, I actually think Arrow will play through the series at some point uh, yeah. for, the Queen, for Queensland. Uh, I don't like Arrow, period, as a super coach mm-hmm. player. I never have. Um, I liked him when he was back at the Titans and playing lock. He was great then, but he hasn't delivered anything near that since. But, yeah, um, body let him down quite a lot over the years, unfortunately. It's, yeah. it's a bit of a shame because when he was at Titans, um, just watching him and the work he did there was almost Cotter-esque, the way Cotter's been playing lately, just that workhorse, the tackle bot, and he put so much effort into every play. Uh, he, his body let him down, which is unfortunate. So Yeah, and he offloaded a lot back then. Downhill since he left the Broncos, boys, plain and simple. <laughs> he was good at the Titans, mate, not the Broncos. <laughs> the <super coach. laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, yeah, as we touched on before, the last uh, three was Tavita Pangai, Chris Randall, and Jai Arrow there. So, um, yeah, I reckon if you're selling those guys, I'm all, all for it. There's nothing against that. Uh, let's uh, move on to the next subject. We're going to talk about uh, strategies uh, moving forward over this buy period. Um, so one of the strategies is really is when you bring in those buyer players that are playing in round 13 and playing in round 17, we're going to make sure that these aren't wasted trades. You want to bring in these guns that are going to play that you're ready to hold on, essentially saving you a trade instead of having to trade in someone like, I don't know, like Glenn, for Glenn's example, we'll be trading in Marty and trading him out again. So you want to try and get these guns that we want 
Um, and we've got a list here. So we'll start with you, Glenn. Um, we'll start, let's start positional. We'll look at the, um, in the second row there. Um, I know you were list, listing a few of them before. Who are the ones that you'd be bringing in? I know we've touched a few already. Uh, who are the ones you'd bring in this week for round 13 that we'd be keeping? Oh, that I'd, this round. Um, so probably Tohu Harris, yeah. uh, Gus. Um, they would probably, oh, and Olakawatu. They would be mm-hmm. the only three that I would imagine. I, look, Aiken's one that hasn't been spoken about that I actually really like. He can play at centre wing. So if you don't know Aiken, he'd be someone you could even target this round and I would uh, argue as a keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Is there anyone, uh, Timmy, that you'd, uh, besides those guys, that you'd bring in? No, I think like I was saying before, I think if, if Nat Butcher keeps his minutes, then I can't see why you wouldn't hold him till the end. If he's um, he's going to generate cash and even worst case scenario in six or eight rounds, you should, you should have generated enough cash that you can send him up to a keeper. But I think you could do worse than having an 18th, 19th, 20th man as Nat Butcher in your team. Yeah, totally agree. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the hooker position for a little bit. Um, I don't believe there's anyone that's playing hooker this week that's a keeper. Um, so that's just, this is the reason why I brought Starling into my team ages ago. I was never planning on trading in a gun hooker for 13 because there is none. My plan was to go hold Starling for as long as I could, be a warm body in 13, and then I could trade him out to someone, um, potentially trade him out to someone that's in the second row because I've got McInnes and Cotter as well. Um, so is there any hookers that you'd even contemplate keeping um, or would you just... I didn't think there would be. I was seeing a few heads being shaken right now. How about front row? I'll talk to you, Timmy. Anyone in the front row that you'd bring in? Um, uh, look, no. It's the short version. Um, I, need, I, I know we've already talked about some options that are duels, and that would be the only reason why I'd be bringing them in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for me personally, I think if you're looking at guys to bring in in the front row or, or in the hooking position, I probably bring in guys that you think are going to play more minutes next week and then further on, like we, we talked about Brandon Smith before. My plan last week was to drop Harry Grant down to Brandon Smith and then use that cash to um, to bring in the next best uh, hooker slash second row forward, whether that was McInnes or, um, or Jazz or someone similar um, or, or wait for Cotter if he wasn't named this week. Um, so yeah, that's, that was sort of my plan, but, and that's probably what I'll still end up doing. Yeah. Your thoughts, Glenn? Um, well, there's a couple of pods that I think would be interesting. Vaughn, I think you could buy and he could potentially be be a keeper. Uh, TKO, minute Mm. dependent and, uh, and Tarpany. I don't dislike the idea of holding him and, uh, IPAP. Um, or even having him as your third with a uh, uh, Hass, uh, Tarpany, and IPAP, um, given the fact that he is dual. So they'd be the only three that looking at that list. I like Fodder Waker, but it's not translating minutes yeah. wise. Yeah, Fish, um, would be, Fish would be the only other one. James Fisher Harris from, from the oh, Panthers. Mate, I don't know how I keep missing JFH. And I, I was going to talk about James, but yeah, James Fisher Harris is definitely one I would look at. I, I agree, Tim. Nice and cheap at the moment too. I think he's about four eighty or something from memory. I think he's a little. He went up last round. Is that? It's a little bit more than that, isn't he? He's five thirty or something. I, I could be wrong because okay. I actually looked at him. I was going to swap Lolo to him last week, and it was four ninety. I think from memory now. He's five oh seven at the moment. Yeah, so and he went, still, a really good price. still a very good price. Yeah, I yeah. knew he had a low break even from the score he got the week before because he scored a meat pie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would you would you uh, consider someone like Luke Thompson, who's also a jewel as well? Yes. Yeah. So and I, someone that I wouldn't mind keeping as well. And I think uh, we discussed earlier in the earlier pods that when um, TPJ is out, Luke Thompson seems to get a few more minutes as well, which is good. But I think last week they gave those extra minutes to King. Did you notice that? Well, the he didn't play him. Yeah, he played big minutes at lock, and Vaughan and Thompson played pretty big minutes in the front row. They mm. had Tavita Pango Jr. out. Was he yeah. out last week? Yeah, yeah, out last yeah. week too, yeah. Out. I know he's out this week. I wasn't remembering if he was out last week. Um, so that could explain the bigger minutes for King. But yeah. Vaughan and Thompson played good minutes. Yeah, so I, I really like I'm, – I'm just um, – I'm hoping, obviously, more than anything else, that uh, the, new, the, the new interim coach is actually looking after King and seeing what he's been doing. And actually giving him some more minutes because if he didn't go off for a head knock, how many minutes do you reckon he gets that 65 or 70 minutes? He was, yeah. he was on track for it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the middle the whole time, too, which is fantastic to watch. So, and his uh, PPM is really good, too. I mean, like, yeah. he, I think he was near 40 at half time, yeah. he, he just chugs along. And Luke Thompson last week, how good was he? I mean, he yeah. had two incredible line breaks, and he did the way he hits the line. He's just he, he I really like him as a player. I like mm. both those two forwards that, um. The dogs. It's weird that we're talking about keepers in the front row that play the buy around, and we're talking about bulldogs players. But you're right; they're, they're probably the only they're the best options this week. And if you're going to look at a, a player in a side like the bulldogs, that's the only position I would suggest. Yeah, bulldogs have always bull, yeah bulldogs have always been a front like a forward dominated team. Um, like and yeah, I, I've always loved. I've, I've I've never said anything bad about their forwards. They've always been solid up there. They've always put in a lot of effort too. Back in the um. Uh, what was his name? Cassiano days back in then as well. Uh, so, yeah, so. Him and Cassiano too. Yeah, yeah, always good to watch. Yeah. All righty, guys, uh, and let's uh, look at the halves. Um, we'll go. We'll mix it up. Your halves five eight. Anyone there that you'd bring in this week that you'd be keeping for the rest of the year? I don't think it might be a challenge to find someone. Glenn. Oh uh, well, Fogarty, I like, and um, but no, I mean not given that we've got Munster, Brown, Walker. Uh, Cleary, DCE, and Hines. I just don't no, not as a keeper, no. Mm. Not given that those, in my opinion, six are the, between them and daylight, really. Yeah. Well, I'll talk because I know we're talking about Excellent. 13. Yeah, we're talking about 13 now, but um, I brought in a player for 17 um, who I think probably not a keeper, but I brought him in earlier so I can get the points out of him now and trade him to DCE later on. And that was Jerome Hughes. He oh. um, quietly got 55 points last week, had a rest. Um, over this period, he does do a pretty good job. So I'm actually pretty happy I brought him in. Um, but yeah, I like Jerome Hughes as an option for 17, I think. Um, and and he, he's pretty highly priced. So you could either go DCE in round 18 if you wanted to and uh, have him for the run home. Mate, you could even argue he's a keeper. I mean, look, yeah. if I was stuck with Cleary and Hughes, I would not be unhappy at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the, the Storm are, are renowned for putting on big points. And often when they do, Hughes is in the midst of it. So yeah, uh, look. I, I would not debate against him being a keeper, mate. So that's it. Any anyone that we uh, you think could be a good option there, Timmy? No, I think that's about it, boys. Um, yeah. The rest would just be strategic plays to like for a jump from one to someone else, like we're talking before with Sauce. Um, well, that would be that would be the only other play that I would look at. Schuster. So uh, you could argue he could turn into a keeper. I, I don't believe he's a keeper at the moment. He looks a bit fat and lazy for me at the moment. He doesn't look match fit. But given the fact that he's dual status, you could argue that you could buy him at 5'8 this round and then move him up to second row as a keeper 
and still bring in another 5'8". I mean, uh, given the fact that he'll play the second row position for most of the season anyway, so I don't to be the only one out of those two, I think. I, I do I do like that, and it is a massive risk. Um, just because I'm if he played, say, 80 minutes last week, for example, I'd be all over that. I'd yeah. be on that like anything. However, I'm a bit nervous because he hasn't played that yet. Um, hopefully playing 80 at 5'8 might give him that match fitness, match fitness he needs to get back into the second row and play and steal his spot back from Davies. So I uh, really, really hope that happens. And uh, if he does, I'll be looking on him. I'll be looking at him for um, after the buy round. I don't think I think he's a, a game breaker that can get some big points. I'm not really worried about the buys. Your well, thoughts, if you Tim? argue to yourself that you're interested in buying him after the buys, then why wouldn't you get him now? Even for the th- even if he was to get you thirty or forty points, and then you could run him off the bench until he becomes a keeper. I, I actually think Schuster could move his way into keeper status. Uh, I just don't think he's got match fitness yet. That's my problem. I think that's with Schuster at the moment. No, I, I totally agree with that. That's the only reason it's holding me back from doing what that is. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, if I knew he was back in the second row next week or after the buy round, if I had that my crystal ball in front of me, I'd be all over that. I'd be bringing him in this week. Would not care. Wouldn't even think twice about it. Um, but yeah, I'm a bit nervous about what's going to happen. And I think it, I think it is just match fitness. Um, and I'm hoping it is, and I'm hoping this five eight spot helps out. But it, I'm not going to start trading players in on hope. Uh, yeah. I've done that a few times already, and I've got a few nuffs in my team right now because of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I do agree. So um, yeah, let's, let's start talking about the the center wings now. This is where the the big numbers are going to be. Um, I'll start with you, Glenn. Uh, I know you've got a big list there of the center wings that could be great keepers moving forward, uh, and then we'll, we'll maybe talk one at a time, and then we'll have a big conversation about it. Well, the ones that are playing this round would be Aiken, May, Targo. Um, there was you could even argue Sawali could turn into one. Manu, people may think there are. There's a few that you could argue are keepers, but they'd be the ones that I'd look at. But geez, there's a hell of a list uh, mm. of keepers that are playing round 17. Do you want me to read those or? Yeah, we'll read them. Yeah. Um, read, read the rank rank. Get the the most important ones you think, and then we'll have a conversation about each one and who we think that. We should go with well. I there's too many to do. Well, there's Campbell Graham. Um, I like Calakai, <laughs> May Targo. There's Penasini. I like Ghana, who's second row mm. jewels. Um, but there's a few that are quite interesting, like Lomax, Farmworth. Um, yeah, Aiken, Graham, AJ Cobo, Stags, Bulatalo. I like all of those players, mate. No, you know, none of those would look out of place in my side, and even Norfoluma if he gets his position back. Um, mm. You know, uh, Rapana was another one that I was going to mention for this round that you could argue is a keeper. Yeah. So if you're looking for a centre wing this round that's a bit out of the out of the box, I think Rapana would be a very good one. Yeah, I've actually toyed with the idea of doing that. Like um, I, I say that, I toyed with it about five weeks ago when I was actually considering about playing heavily in the buy round. But then I've changed my mind, obviously. But yeah, I really like the idea of Rapana because we all know what he can do. Um, and He's a bit of rocks and diamonds, but he definitely can get a big score up. Timmy, your thoughts on any centre wings, mate? Yeah, look, boys, I'm at the moment. So my centre wing is Targo May. I've got Tupelotu, Kula, Kula, I should say, Suali, Valia, Kiraz. And then I've also got um, Talakai up in second row at the moment. Also then Manu at, at fullback. So, look, for me personally, I'm kind of looking at keeping ta- uh, Targo, keeping May, 
move Manu up into centre wing, move Talakai down to centre wing, keep Suwali, then those guys are probably going to do me for a while. I can see what happens with Kiraz or Kiraz, whatever his name is, and then Valia obviously hold him to see if he comes back. Like I've got five viable, six viable centre wings, um, seven actually, that I can play now till the end of the season. I, I dump Cooler. Cooler will be my first trade out next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will probably move Talakai down and, and play with my second row. So centre wing, I, I think the one that I'm probably looking at is I like Molotalo. Mm-hmm. Um, just as he seems to be a bit of a pod play. He doesn't seem to be in a lot of teams. Um, so he's probably one guy that I would look at. Um yeah, it'll it'll come down to draw, I think. Once I've got my center wings all back in center wing where I want them, um, it'll be a case of check out the draw from then until home. So it's probably – I won't probably have things set this week. Uh, well, I certainly won't have it this week, but it probably might not be 14, maybe 15, and then start looking at draws and things like that. So I've obviously got players that I've got to move because I will have very little center wing for round 17 unless I do bring some in. But, yeah, look, it's – I, I can see the merit in Graham. I can see the merit in Mulatalo. Um, obviously, the, the Bronx draw isn't too ugly for the rest of the season, so you could look at those boys as well. Big fan of Herbie Farnworth. Mm. Um, I know Cobbo and Stags get a lot of the limelight, but Herbie's just been amazing for us this year. Um, I talked him up a lot at the start of the season, and then because of the way that I, I set my team up at the start, I had to trade him down to Cobbo. Um, so, yeah, look, I think any of those three Broncos boys you can you can take and, and go till the end. And we all know I like Farmworth, even Facebook mm-hmm. knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, just haven't been, you haven't been yeah. able to talk about him on Facebook for the last three days. No, that's yeah. right. I, I have Graham already and I have Ake, yeah. uh, and I have Talakai at centre wing and then I have Ake and Targo May. But I also have those others, Suwali, Koala. And um, so they're the ones that I'll be looking to up. Um, mm. I, I definitely will be looking at Mulatalo probably and one other um, so that I have Chalakai, Graham, uh, Mulatalo, and then I'll be looking for a fourth. Um, I'm only going to be looking at buying keepers. Uh, it, I think the only way you should be buying bottom dollars now is if you're using them to take the other one to a gun. Yeah. And um, and then so that's where I'd be looking at round 17 players. For you. If, if you're looking to trade down for someone, use round 17 to do that. There will be players that will be in in those games that will be bottom dollar that you can use as enough. Um, And then that way you can like trade someone like a Koala and Suwali into a Mulatalo or whatever. Yeah, so that's my plan. I'm going to be boosting up in round uh, before round 17. And I'm going to try to maybe say enough out, maybe uh, some duds that I've got, someone like a Leo Thompson or someone like Nuffies and Callers or whatever out to these players that might get one game and then be gone for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm thinking I might only run with two nuffs this year, my whole team, though. That's that's the issue. Because I think when at the end of the year, when we come to running low on trades, I think we're going to need depth. And you saw it. I understand my, I'm a head-to-head player and my, my head-to-head finals finish in round 24. So the restings won't be an issue for me. Um, but as you see in the last few years, even um, Storm, Bellamy especially, he might rest a couple of plays here and there over a couple of games rather than just do it all in one game. Hmm. So, yeah, you need to look out for that. So you need to have either those trades left or you need to have some depth by the end of the year, and that's my plan. So, And if you are going to enough, my suggested place to buy an NPR or enough would be front row um, hmm. so that you have three front rows 
So someone like Am King, for example, or Josh King might be a great person to have on a bench with a Hass and an IPAP as, as a backup. The other place that I often do it is I'll have six center wings and then I'll have the seventh one, which is often enough. They're the only two places I really do it. I really like to have six second rowers. I always have two hookers and two fullbacks. And then so, but, and then it'll be halves, four halves. But then it'll be based on matchup, which ones, you know, that'll be in a position where you can say which of the three center wings or halves have the best matchup and, you know, mix and match. And that as you get depth in your side, that's the beauty of the depth is yeah. you're able to play based on matchups or on yeah. odds. One of the really- beauties of super coaches year, sorry to keep going, I just thought I'd mention this, is that we get to know how many people are played this year, how many people are rested, how many are captain, how many are VC, so mm-hmm. that if you were really trying to catch up and you've got that depth on your side, you can say, well, this player is highly played this week at second row with a fairly tough matchup. I might rest that one and play this other one because that one's less played and gives me more chance of bumping myself up. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Um, on, on the note of the, the nuffs, I really miss, I don't think we have him this year, is Jared Anderson. He was our favourite nuff. <laughs> the old dual centre wing, second rower. player of all time. Oh, yeah, he was like the most iron player for the last three or four years. It's been good. Um, I think that the last part of this season is not going to be looking for the next Corey Parker. It'll be looking for the next Jared Anderson. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to Costa. <laughs> there's a uh, podcast there in itself there, boys. Well, if you ain't uh, Burbo, I would argue that he's that. If yeah, you already exactly. had a Burbo, I wouldn't look at moving him on. I would just hold him as that nuff player and, yeah. and use him at, because of his durability at centre wing and second row is so handy if you've got players like Talakai, Aiken, Firma, Garner, any of those players, because, you know, not only can you, you can put them down at centre wing, but if you flush that weaker centre wing but not so happy at second row, you can move them up, put them into the second row position and, you know, it really gives you flexibility um, between second row and centre wing. And I really like those two positions for strike. Yeah, the only issue I can see there is, um, and it's been the same issue for the last three years now, or two years now, is that Burbo can be that guy that somehow gets five minutes at the end of the game and could be an A nightmare. So that's one thing you have to be... If, if that's the case and he does end up on the bench, that's when we offload him. So, yeah. but for I mean, now, he's, I'm happy to have him as enough for now, so... I yeah. don't think he's that player anymore, though. I, I get a feeling from from the fact yeah. that they blooded him early this season, and they were quite happy to let him stay there and keep playing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that the fact that they can play him in centre wing or they can play him in second row, um, he's not exactly a small bloke, so I'm sure they could move him around the middle if they needed to as well. I don't think he's the bloke that's going to come on with three minutes to go, score you one point and stuff your whole round. Uh, yeah. I think once he's back, if he can get back in the team, I think he's there to stay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think from what we saw of Thurbo, he, oh. he cemented uh, uh, at least good minutes in that side, uh, even a permanent spot, at, at, I thought, until that injury. So I agree with you. I don't think you'll see those minutes. I still think you might see 40-minute um, periods, but I, I, I think his value has been well-established now at that club. Yeah, and, if, and if he's playing 40, he's playing in, in, in the forward pack as well. So yeah. he'll probably get you know, at least 30, which I'm happy to have that as an AE if I need yeah. to. So. Yep. <coughs> Can I just right. ask, while we are talking about Manly, and um, what are your thoughts, guys, or what are you doing with Christian Tupelotu? Um, Well, I haven't got him. So um, I, I want everyone to trade him out because it's hard to watch when you haven't got him. He can do a pretty decent score on you. Yeah, I'm not a fan of centre wings or backs at Manly without Turbo, but look, I, I like him. He, he's, he's a hard worker and he does get the points, but I... Uh, and he's on DC's side, so DC's side, which means that, you know, those 
um, long overthrows or those cutout passes are going to go to him. But I just think that that position, given the list that I've made, I don't see a permanent spot for him. I think if you own him for this round, giddy up. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest him being a keeper. I think once he makes his money, cash in. How much is he now, Timmy? 459, 200. He's got yes. a break even, break even of 29. Yeah. So yeah. he, he only needs, for this week. Like if he whacks out another 50 or 60, he'll have a low break even again. Like I can see him being someone very similar to kind of Will Penasini. We were talking about this before before we came on air. Penasini was uh, actually the player that I let go to bring Burbo in. Um, yeah. And it just happened to be the week that then Burbo got injured, which was frustrating. But I now see it like we were just saying is keeping him till the end so that I can move Talakai around. I, I want to bring in either Aiken or Firmer if he can get his fitness level so that I've got two blokes in there that are center wing dual, but have Burbo as well. And I'll just keep him at the end uh, till the end as enough to, to rotate between the, the um, second row. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of looking at Christian Tupelotto now as maybe he could be the next Penasini that does get to 550 or something similar, um, especially now with, uh, with Garrick. Uh, playing fullback for for the right for the moment, well for the end of the season, I guess. Mm. So I think his his position's pretty safe, but he's a worker. He's not he's not Jason Saab. He's not standing out on the wing. He's only there for one purpose: to jump up three kicks a game, catch a ball, and fall over the try line. Like Tupelo seems to be a worker. He's going into to in further field to to find the ball. He's getting in doing the tough stuff as well. So. Look, I think you could do worse than holding him. Don't get me wrong; he's not as pretty as some of the other centre wing keepers. But I think, again, if you're running low on trades, he would not be – he's certainly not the first one on my chopping block. Yeah. The only thing I'll say there is uh, we just like, – I, I do agree with what everything you said there, but the only thing I will say is we rattle off – or Glenn rattle off a few names of keepers at the end of the year, and I like them a lot more than Tupelotu. So, like, the likes of Lomax, um, I, I, I like him. I even um, – I know, I, I know this is a bit of out there pod. He's uh, Garner, I really like as well in the centre mm. wing. There's all these players there that I just I think I like a bit more. In saying that, my um, I don't think I'm going to be sticking with my centre wing all year. I'm going to be saving trades and having a lot of trades at the end of the year. And I'm going to be trading people out like Targo if they're playing Melbourne. I don't care. I'm going to trade out Targo and maybe even May against Melbourne and then bring in someone like a Lomax or someone like a, a Manu on a good heads up. I'm going to be rotating my centre wings on matchups. Because I haven't built that solid team value like everybody else has. So I need to try and make my points up everywhere else. So I'm saving my trades to do that. But um, Centre wings score better at the second half of the season too than the first. Mm. Quite often, I'll only play four centre wings at the first half of the season. But like at the end of last season, I was actually playing all seven. And, uh, and, and they were good seven. And um, so if you can, I agree with you, um, Dan. If you can build up those numbers and have that good seven, um, you could be a way to jump on the pack because a lot of people will have their halfback, the hooker, they'll have Grant, Cook, you know, the Cleary, the Hines, the, you know, so that's what they'll be playing. And um, so they won't be playing those extra centre wings. And that could be a real opportunity for you on those mm. right rounds to only play the two halves or the one hooker or whichever one it is and play um, full backs and centre wings. It, yeah, it's all going to come down to cash really like it. And it depends on how many players you've sold. Like if you've sold Teddy, you've sold Pappenhausen, you've sold Grant, you're going to want to get those guys back in. Yep. And and so when you've got someone like Tupelotto at 650, to then go to Molotalo or, or Garrick or some of those other guys, you've got to find another 200K. So that's another guy that you've just got to, like, 
the money's got to come from somewhere. So it's pretty hard to then go bring in all those other keepers as well as then your second, your, your centre wing guys. So I think if you've already got like the, the two Penrith boys, um, if you've got Talakai and, and Aiken and those sorts of boys, I, I think you could live with sitting Tupelotu on your bench and playing him off matchups. Um, I think you could do a lot worse than that and, and save the 200K rather than having seven blokes sitting on your bench that are all sitting at, 650k and and you're only playing them once every two or three weeks they could also be the player that you need to sell to get to this go or i absolutely yeah and i agree with you i, I don't think he's a uh, he's definitely someone that i if he was in my 17 and i had to play him i i definitely wouldn't feel uh bad about that yeah, yeah. definitely he's sure. a great player well good all right um and last but not least let's talk about some fullbacks guys uh we touched on a few like doing their boards there um don't think he's a keeper um, I think the best options for keepers this year would be the Jules, like the Manus and the Garricks. Um, Glenn, what, is there anyone there that maybe besides, besides Garrick? I know we already, you're all over that. Besides Garrick that you might want to pull back? No, I, definitely not. I, I mean, Jaden Campbell, Water, Edwards, they're all good players, but I, they're not keepers. I think Garrick could argue as a keeper and Manu based on the fact that they're Jewel. And I think Xavier Savage could be interesting if you need money. Um, uh, because he will get dual status um, at some point, um, mm. especially if he keeps that position. But no, I don't see any of them as keepers, given the fact you've got Tededdy, uh, Tededdy, Teddy, <laughs> and um, IPAP coming back into play, and you know who are you know only fullbacks. I, I'd be looking if I was buying fullbacks now. I'd be buying ones that could move to centre wing or ones that could value up, ready to swap. That's my thoughts as well, because you want to have these keepers. If you're going to have these keepers at fullback, they need to be the ones that you can put up centre wing to bring back your teddy and your puppy. You're not going to be... So you're going to be centre wing keepers rather than fullback keepers. That's the best way to think about it, in my opinion. Timmy? Uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm pretty keen on Xavier Savage. Um, I haven't got room to do it um, unless I'm sort of trading out someone in my centre wing. Um, but... Yeah, look, I, I could see the merit in doing it. Again, it comes down to Ricky Stewart. He likes to play roulette. Doesn't, doesn't seem to matter which position you're in at Canberra. You can be bloody playing in a different position or left, right out in the next week. Mm. But look, he's um, he's someone that I'm certainly keeping an eye on. But he's nice and cheap at the moment. I think he's only what is he two low two hundreds or something. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's. I haven't looked at his price, but I know it was uh, it was like two sixteen last week, and he had a break even of sixteen, and you know he got like what twenty eight points or something. I'm not sure what he got. But um, in saying that, he, he did, um, I think he had 18 runs, so he was pretty busy out there. Um, didn't really translate too much to Supercoach-wise, but he's only, he's only raw as well. So a few more games, he might see some... We know he can be a game-breaker from the trials when we watched him. So I'm just not going to do it myself, but um, I can see the merit in doing it, though. Huh. All right, guys, um, let's move on to some trade talks, guys. So this is a pretty important one this week. Uh, Glenn, what trades are you going to be making this week, mate? Um, I'm bringing in Angus, mate, and I'm bringing in um, Brown. So I'm looking forward to 17. And the reason I'm getting Brown is I want to be able to be free to trade next week if I want um, different trades. And so I'm, I'm going to have to Brown. Mm. And that, that's the thing. So a lot of people might not know this, but like um, that, that strategy is actually more advanced when you, after Origin, there could be about, no, someone in origin unfortunately could do an ACL and you are forced to make a trade next week and that way you're getting a guy that you want and you know you're going to want for 17 right now and that's a very uh, there's a lot of merit in that decision 
Um, and that's why in a similar concept at the start of the year, you might want to get on the cheapie early because you know you're going to need two cheapies the week after as well. So it's good to get that week early. It's a great, very great strategy. And if Munster was happened to be rested, which I don't think he will, but if he was, um, Brown would be a very comfortable play, wouldn't he, with Munster yeah. out? Yeah, 100%. Like I said, i got Walker at the moment and I'm um, yep. jealous of those. Um, I'm very jealous of the um, the Brown owners at the moment. So Brown's looking real good. Uh, Timmy, what trades are you doing this week, mate? Uh, mate, my trades at the moment uh, will be bringing in Angus and Nat Butcher, probably for Bullymore because he uh, is obviously not warming a seat this week. And it hurts me to do it, but I just can't work out any other way. Is probably Isaiah Yo banking on the fact that I think he'll get some reduced minutes um, over the next two months. Um, I can't see him coming back playing 80 minutes the three weeks after Origin. I mean, I yeah, so yeah, that's that's just a gut feel. And I've got to do something when you're back in 25,000. You've got to make some big tough choices. He's someone that I would prefer to find the money to bring back later rather than some of the other guys. Um, but yeah, if I make a third trade, I'll do something at hooker. Uh, it'll either be probably either bringing in um, Brandon Smith or Coruscant, one or the other, I reckon. The idea with Brandon Smith being that if if Harry gets a rest, then Smith gets the minutes. So he's going to be a safe player for 17 and he'll be safe between now and then. So he's at 400K. So he's, uh, he's only going to go up. That's it. Uh, I'll go to my trades now. I'm doing Billy squat this week. Nothing at all. Um, I'm not making the same mistakes I made five weeks ago and I was bringing all these players in for round 13 and they all got ruled out. I'm waiting. I'm going to be boosting heavily um, closer to round 17 um, so I can get my final team sorted first. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have... Well, I'm pretty happy. I reckon I'm going to be ahead of the game. I'm a bit above par with 20 trades after this round. So... Um, with, and I've only got one boost left, but that one boost will be definitely used in round 17. So um, move on to some captain choices. And I'm all, while we do this, captain choices, and can you um, give us an idea of how many players you're going to have for the buy round? And, uh, me? Uh, so I have 13 at the moment if Lolo plays. That's with bringing Gus in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at my VC, possibly either Targo or May. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't sat on that at the moment, Gus, which is fairly generic, but um, that could change after I have a look around at a few other options. But I, I pretty well think that's what I'm doing. I really like the matchup Panthers versus Dogs, and I think one of those players, even Kickout. Yeah, well, I like Kickout as well, especially uh, playing up against his uh, his uh, next year's team. He's been playing for, so have a point to prove, which would be good. Yeah. Uh, Timmy, uh, captain choices, mate. What numbers have you got? Uh, I've got nine playing at the moment. If I bring in Angus and um, and Butcher, that'll get me 11, obviously. Uh, at this point, boys, I'm probably going VC, Olakuatu, and Captain um, Manu. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I do like that a lot. Um, and I, the, the tricky thing is I, I'm going to, in my bold predictions, I'm going to have um, Olakuatu to get two tries. So might be a nice little loop for you there, mate. Um, my VC, not that it matters, I'm only get six players. So um, my VC is going to be May this week. Um, and I'm going to put the cap on Olakuatu as well. So I'm um, hoping that he does a pretty good job for me. I think he will. I think um, I think we touched on it before. Well, I think Shoes is going to pass him some good ball. So I think Olakuatu could be a good VC, Gus C as well. Mm, yeah, I reckon Olakuatu is going to be good. I'm, look, I'm 
really hoping he actually does be proud this week because um what I saw from him last week was like glimpses of awesomeness and then and then just almost got through a couple of times and it was just good to watch. So hopefully he gets through this time, which would be great. Uh, all right, guys, uh, bold predictions. Start with you, Glenn, mate. Any bold predictions this week? Yeah, I think the Panthers are going to put a number on the dogs, even though they're minus so many players. Uh, when I say a number, I don't like, a, I think about a 28 12. No, 28 is a number, so that's good. Yeah, well, it is a number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that they'll put on, um, you know, I, I think that uh, SOS and Falls will put on quite a show. And um, yeah, I, I'm tipping the Panthers to run over the dogs. And um, but the other three games, I'm not so sure I can, you know, I, I think Manly win. I think um, Raiders win, I think, believe it or not, in that one. And I think that the Cowboys win. But the only one I'm confident in is the Panthers. Yeah, well, one thing I will say is um, like in past years, I've been nervous in this round. Like last year, we played the Tigers and they, they did a number on us. Um, but this year, when you look at the replacements that we've got, um, I feel like they're better. Like, we've got obviously Soz and um, Falls, who I really rate. It might be a few nerves there starting the first game. But then you look at the other positions as well, like Yo's out, which is our big loss. But we've got a very, um, I'm, I'm very confident in Eisenhuth as a lock as well. Yeah. Um, he's, not, he's not compared to Yo, but he's actually, a, I'm very happy with him as a replacement, um, the wish version of Yo. But um, I really, I'm happy there. So I feel like the, we're not losing as much as we did last year. Um, which is um, hopefully going to work out good for us as well. And we um, last year we lost uh, Toto, and we had Stains. Now we've got a mini Toto on the other side, who's going to give us that uh, with May, um, who's going to give us that punch as well. So I really like our chances this week. And like I said, like last year it was against Tigers, who were not, nothing special. This year it's against the Dogs, who were nothing special. So in my head, it's still no different to last year. But I'm hoping we do good. So, all right, Timmy, Bob, prediction, mate. I don't know, mate. I'm scratching my head trying to come up with something logical. I just tried to talk about the Panthers for ages to give you... I was trying to stall a little bit for you, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Uh, well, it's pretty easy. I think Drinky and, and um, Manu will both go... will both go ton up. Um, I'm going to go a cheeky ton from, from uh, Sauce. Mm-hmm. Sean O'Sullivan. And... Um, yeah, look, I, I, I like your call on uh, Olakowatu for a double. Absolutely. Uh, I, I called that one. That's my problem. You can't steal that. You already had two, so you can. I only want one. I'm yeah, yeah one. That'll, that'll do that. I was trying to make <laughs> it. I thought yeah. mine were too easy. <laughs> you know, I, I like him for a double, and I reckon a 130 plus from him. That's what I'm going for, for my ball prediction there. Yeah, I'm um, going for 8 and 80 plus. Yeah. yeah well, I like that. I'm hoping that too, because that's... If all, if all my players, my six players, get 80 plus, I might get a, a pass score. <laughs> so, unlikely, but I'll try. So. The Manly Warriors game should actually be a decent game because they're both basically their full-strength teams, obviously, as in with, obviously, apart from the players that are out. Best 17. I mean, I mean the, 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 the first grade, their full-strength team for what they've got available. So it's not as if they're affected by origin or anything like that. So... Um, um, you, you say that as well, but uh, I know it's only one player, but DCE is a big organizer in that manly team. So even um, though he's one, he's one out, he's a bloody big out. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It should be some good games. Yeah, he will be missed. Yeah. All right, guys, that about wraps everything up tonight. Don't forget to check us out on TikTok. That's right, SC Tragics. Uh, jump on TikTok there. Um, before every single game, every 
every single week you'll get one of us on there giving the final team announcement and a few insights into the game ahead. All right, guys. See you as well next week. Peace out. Night, guys. Thanks, boys. Stay safe. I want to win. I want that trophy. I want that trophy. I want that trophy.